What up, what up, what up, Bricago? This is the Spawn On Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What up, what up, what up? This is a wonderful Sunday we're having right now. I'm coming to you from Portland, Oregon, hanging out in the Pacific Northwest. Again, I'm your host, Khalif Adams. Uh, what is the deal? I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone is doing uh, and having a wonderful weekend. Uh, I hope everyone is chilling in the chat and everyone in podcast land, x-ray land, and in Twitch land. I hope you're all doing well. I want to give a huge shout out, first of all, to all of you at home for listening and, and bigging us up over the past week. Um, we've been doing some things behind the scenes. We've been trying to figure out some new ways that we can get things done. Um, and we've been a little bit silent on the Twitch front, uh, trying to get some things together uh, in the back end. You see a little bit of the changes that are happening on our Twitch stream. If you're watching us live uh, while we record this, uh, we're building stuff out because uh, we're going to have a little bit of a revamp over here as well uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if you've seen some of the new logos and you've seen our new show art, you've seen all that stuff go out, our new merch, all those wonderful things go out. Um, and we're just kind of pulling it all together to make sure that it looks really dope for you at home when you get a chance to see us record the show live. Uh, so some good things are coming. Uh, really excited for the stuff that's coming down the pipe. Uh, and really happy about that. Uh, big shout out to Black Kevin in the chat. Uh, this is not about the Juicy Mouth Chronicles. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, you will know what that's about. Uh, I'm trying to make this an ASMR stream. I'm not going to do any more gaming content. That's the end of Spawn on Me as we know it. Uh, it's going to go into a black hole like uh, Fortnite did. Uh, and that's going to be the end of the show uh, as we know it. No more gaming content. No more conversations about people of color. Just going to be ASMR with me eating soul food. Uh, it's going to be all nothing but collard greens for the next next uh, six years uh, while I do that on YouTube and Instagram and all the other places that you find uh, Khalif content in the world. <laughs> um, shout out again to the wonderful folks. If you missed our episode last week, you missed a banger. Uh, we had the dope folks from Media Molecule come through, uh, John and Tom. Uh, they are fantastic. I love those cats. Um, always excited to have people from Media Molecule come over because they are the fam. Uh, we love them deeply, and we got a chance to talk for about an hour about Dreams, their wonderful game that's out in the world now. Um, and again, like I think it's one of those things that you know, if you haven't played that game, you need to just jump in and experience it. Uh, it's something that is very, very fresh and very, very new. Uh, but it also harkens back and pulls in all the kind of influences they've already had from Little Big Planet and uh, from Tearaway and all those games that they've already made. So uh, being able to see that game come to life and then see the community grow as quickly as it has. And let me say really fast, like the the Dreams community is one of the most talented communities I've seen creatively in a very long time. And when I say that, I mean that it's not just about the you know, singular aspects of the game that you can, you know, kind of endeavor in it and embark in and kind of play around in like it's everything it's animation, it's music creation, it's uh, art creation, it's asset creation. Um, I'm seeing one guy who's like making like in real life props that will interact with the game uh, in, in real ways. Like he made it snow by like shaking something behind his camera or something like that. He's like, folks in that community are geniuses. Like it is, it is something that I feel is super um, under the radar right now. And it, again, like if you hadn't had a chance to listen to the last show, you need to go check it out. You need to go make sure you go watch that and listen to it. Uh, I'll probably put up the YouTube uh, version soon. I just haven't had a chance to edit it together, but 
Um, again, thank you everybody in Chicago for checking that out. Um, quick housekeeping as well. Um, I was talking to a wonderful, wonderful friend, uh, Taylor, uh, who I'm going to talk to next week. It will be on the show next week. Who is, um, having some conversations about marketing. And I think that everyone who, uh, who's in this game and making content, you have to understand how to market what you're doing in a way that people can see it, hear it and get uh, a flavor of what you're doing. Um, so we're going to bring Taylor on, uh, next week, uh, to talk about that. So you come back here Thursday uh, evening around 7 PM and we'll, we'll have our live recording with him at that point. That being said, we're going to go old school and we're going to go and, uh, we're going to start up our mailing list. Uh, and once that is live, I will let everybody know where they can do it. It'll be on our main site, spawnami.com. Uh, so you'll be able to sign up there and then you'll get some, some, uh, conversations for me about, you know, behind the scenes stuff, things that were things that I'm working on, uh, some new interesting wrinkles about, you know, what I'm seeing and hearing. It'll be, a, it'll be kind of like a written version of this is dope. If you remember that project that I started and then did not continue to do, uh, but it's still, it's still here. It's not dead yet. Uh, this is dope. It's still a thing. Uh, just trying to figure out the best ways to fold it into the main, the main brand. So, uh, that's the thing to be thinking about as well. So once that goes live, I'll let folks know, uh, it'll go out bi-weekly. Um, you'll know, you'll get some tidbits from me about that kind of stuff. So keep your eyes and ears locked for those things as well. Uh, but this week, uh, is episode 309 of the show had a really, had a really interesting week. Um, I've been kind of down to be honest, like it's been a fairly dour week in terms of news. And I think, I think it's weird because like in the past 10 years, I've been a social media user and I, you know, I grew up in a strong household with strong, uh, uh, and interesting thoughts and, and points of view and had a, had a really loving and strict black grandma who like kind of knocked all of the, like, you know, get, get in where you fit in out of my body early. Like I don't get fussy about lots of things. I don't really get really angry about a lot of stuff. Um, so I, I'm pretty even keel in terms of my demeanor and in terms of my temper and things like that. But this week was a rough week in terms of lots of different things. And it kind of got to me this week. So I was, I was a little bit down. Um, but, um, and I think that was mostly because I was digging into social media. That's, that's totally honest. Like usually the outside world doesn't really push that hard, hard against me. Cause I, I feel like I have good perspective. Um, but it's been a very, very difficult week in terms of getting my good vibes together. So good vibes are things you always need to kind of push you through when you're having rough spots. Um, and it was just difficult this week. It was no joke. Um, I'm, I'm learning some tricks as to, as to not do things that, that will affect my mood in terms of social media stuff. Um, I'm trying to not, you know, get up and jump on my phone and look at Twitter. Uh, as soon as I get online, it's a part of, you know, me checking out the, the, the vibe of the day and the feel of the day and kind of starting that process. But I'm, I'm feeling like even more now than ever, um, there's just so much negativity in the space from so many people in so many different directions that it's really starting to wear on me. And I haven't had a chance to like get out of that yet. Um, so I'm still trying to fight that off in real ways. Um, so that being said, um, you know, games have been a really good resource for escapism this week. Uh, it's been a really nice way to 
get away from some of the conversations that have been happening and kind of remove them from the sphere, which has been nice. Um, it's been really good to have in my brain and in my soul. Uh, so that's been fun. Um, it's also been really great to be able to have so many people reach out to me over the past couple of weeks about, you know, the new logo stuff, the new merch that we put out, um, some of the new, you know, conversations that we're trying to dig into and coming off the, coming off of TwitchCon, which I didn't even get a chance to talk about TwitchCon really. Um, so I'll probably talk about that for, for a hot second too. Um, you know, it's been nice to be able to get some good vibes in, in the world. So it's been nice to be able to come back to those kinds of things and feel like, you know, there's a good space here for, for some of those things. And again, like Bricago, you always hold me down. Like it's always been fantastic to see you and hear from you and, and share good words. And, and, um, my wife has been a champion this week. She's been like, you know, what do you need? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no clue what I need right now. I just need to be in a hole and be alone uh, and play some games. I was talking about it online yesterday about, uh, or the day before about, um, I'm a huge horror fan, horror movie fan. So I love like gore movies. Uh, and I know that's weird. I know a lot of people have their thing, but mine is like, I want to sit in, in a dark room and watch terrible movies with like blood and guts. Um, so it's, it's definitely weird, but it is my thing. Um, and it was nice to be able to, to get away and kind of dig into that stuff and, uh, to feel like, uh, I was having, a some time alone away from all the kind of, um, <clears throat> rigmarole and all the kind of like noise that's in the space. Um, so TwitchCon was really interesting. Um, TwitchCon is about a week, uh, probably like a week or two removed at this point from TwitchCon. I think, um, you know, it was a really fun opportunity. Massive love out to everybody out on the Twitch side of things or again, supporting us, supporting me and again, making it known that they are trying to do better about lots of different things in multiple vectors and different different avenues. Uh, had a lot of great behind the scenes conversations with folks on the team um, and they really do believe they're like people who, you know, who work on Twitch stuff and, and work behind the scenes that really believe in what our mission is here at Spawn on Me. And, I, and that to me really does um, make me feel good about, again, like what we're doing. Cause this has been a long, long haul. We've been doing this show for six years pretty much, or at least we'll be at six years in January. And, you know, we're a smaller channel. I don't stream as often as I should. I'm hoping that when we do our new revamp, I'll get the energy to, to stream more often. I think I'll probably do like two hour streams uh, just so I can get back, getting to a good rhythm about doing content in on this platform in a real way and trying to, again, like make spawn on me, not just a stream, which I think is um, really interesting in the way that Twitch is kind of, kind of currently working. Like, I, I think that this and what we have here can be more than just you get in front of a camera, play some video games, right? Like the conversations around Tyler Perry this week were really, or, or around this week were really interesting. Um, and I know that there've been a lot of conversations about, you know, how he has not necessarily been great in the black community because he's kind of, uh, promoted stereotypes with the kind of mammy, uh, aspect of some of the Medea movies and some of those things. But 
he opened up a studio that was bigger than most of the major studios that we have in here in America on his own, on his own dime through his hard work and, and seeing how he has built this thing was so inspiring this week that it made me rethink some of the things that I want to do with the show, just at least, especially here on Twitch. Um, and, 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 you know, working with, our designer or the, or the designer that helped us get our new look um, and some other folks that we're going to be talking to soon. Like I want to figure out ways that we can build this out into something that's a little bit different and something that we haven't seen really on Twitch before. Like I want it to be a show. I don't want it to just be a stream. Um, so I'll be bugging all of you in the community as well to kind of help me flesh that out. Uh, I have some ideas about, you know, the way things look and the way things will sound and the way things will kind of be presented here in visual form. Um, and that will also change some of the format uh, for how Sponomy sounds in the future and then in the upcoming months and weeks. Um, it'll be more kind of uh, 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 broken out segments, right? So it'll be actual segments in the show as opposed to just being like one long form conversation. Um, and I feel like what that'll help me personally kind of like keep on track doing the show solo and give the show some more structure for you at home uh, to be able to kind of plug in where you want. Uh, and, and, and build some, uh, build some more community and build some, some traditions here, uh, with spawn on me. So, uh, TwitchCon, I got a chance to talk about that with a lot of folks, um, and got to speak to lots of people behind the scenes about how we can make that happen. And they all seemed really jazzed about it and really excited about the prospect of doing that. Um, so, you know, keep your eyes and, and ears locked into what we're doing about that stuff. Um, the major thing for me at the show was, uh, moderating a whole bunch of panels, which was fantastic. I got a chance to moderate six panels during the whole weekend, um, five in one day. Uh, and it was just so good. Like there were so many great conversations and it really just reinforced the ideas behind how talented some of the folks are that you get to see every day on this platform, which is really interesting because it's still kind of new. Like we know Justin TV was a thing back in the day, but it's also uh, really interesting to see how fast and quickly everything has grown and how they're still trying to learn um, how to best use the platform in terms of, you know, the visual aesthetic, which they just did a rebrand themselves, but also just the conversations that they're having and the kind of content that they're kind of putting out in the world too, through their content creators that are on this, on the channels and on their spaces. Um, so it was nice to be able to poke at so many different conversations about, you know, health. Uh, we had two, two amazing doctors on, on the, uh, on one of the panels. One of them is a team doctor for the new WNBA champion, Washington mystics. So shout out to them, uh, for winning uh, the championship in the WNBA and also shout out to her for being so amazing at what she does. Um, and then we had conversations about production. We had conversations about, um, folks who are streaming full time and, and, and working full time or stream. I'm sorry, working full time and streaming as well. Um, so I have links to those things. I'll put those out on social cause I hadn't put them out yet. Uh, cause I was just kind of BSing around and didn't do it yet, but I'll put those things out soon. So you can get a chance to look at them, um, and, and observe what we did. And then on Sunday, um, had a really great show. Uh, we did a version of spawn on me live with Paris from Gamertag radio, Greg Haynes from able gamers and Daniela. Uh, Miss DJM, who you've seen over at the show radio with our boy Uriah. Um, 
just talking about, you know, you know, what does the space look like for POCs right now? Like, how's the conversation been within our circles and how that has been affected by Twitch's uh, missteps in terms of, you know, the way that they have been managed some of the crises that they've had on the platform as well. Um, and I feel like that was a great example, too, of like how we as a show are giving space to conversations that people aren't necessarily having. Um, so TwitchCon was a, I feel like TwitchCon was a success. Uh, I met some folks and we're going to have some talks about uh, some potential spawn for good stuff that's coming up. Uh, we'll have some conversations about some potential um, activations that we might be able to do. Uh, we're still, still looking for a chair sponsor. So if you know folks who are uh, in the video game chair, office chair uh, space, uh, please let them know because my ass hurts. Uh, it's hashtag save save Khalif's ass for real. <laughs> uh, so um, some of the things that I do want to talk about gaming wise because there's been a lot of gaming news this week. The PS5 is going to be coming out next year. I know this is a little bit of an older story, but we didn't get a chance to really, really dig into it. And I'm really excited for what's going to happen with the PS5. There's been so many people who have tried to figure out and, you know, we've seen every leaked version of a console. We've seen uh, all the things in the background happen about, you know, what's it going to look like and what's it going to smell like <laughs> and what kind of games are going to play on it and what kind of things are going to be uh, uh, connected to it. And IGN had a really good roundup of some of the things that we've seen in terms of what the PS5 is going to wind up being. Um, I'm really, ex and, and here's the thing is like, I am a big Mark Cerny fan. Like I know people don't stand Mark Cerny. I kind of stand Mark Cerny. I got a chance to meet him a couple of times, um, over the past couple of years. I'm dying to get him in a, in an, uh, uh, an interview. Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen cause he's too high up and he's also a little bit skittish <laughs> in terms of, um, uh, having those conversations with people. Uh, from what I've seen, you have to be kind of really big on the totem pole to, to be able to get in there. Um, but some of the things I found really interesting about the uh, the new system is going to be one. The controller is going to be really, really crucial to how that thing winds up being. We've seen a lot of different consoles and we've seen a lot of different um, uh, a lot of different uh, peripherals come out over the past couple of years that are DualShock or centric and DualShock for related. Um, but we haven't really seen a new design come from Sony in the way that we've thought about it. I don't know if they're going to do a different design on the new controller. No one knows yet, but I am really interested because they put some different tech in there. They've added some more haptic feedback stuff into the controller. This, the, the, uh, the triggers are going to be adaptive resistance so that you'll be able to program different kinds of feedback into the controller. I kind of wonder if, well, no, because the, the folks who like went to the last of us event, I was wondering if they got a chance to get on new kits, but I doubt it. Right. Um, that stuff is going to be really cool. I'm always interested in to see like how we're going to physically attach ourselves to, to new hardware. So that's the thing that I'm always excited about. Uh, we know it's going to be backwards compatible, compatible, because they have to play PS4 stuff, and I don't know how far back they're going to go. Because they've been doing stuff through the cloud of a PlayStation now, so I don't think they're going to be, you know, hardware-based uh, backwards compatibility with, with uh, PS3 stuff. But PS4 stuff will definitely be in there. Um, 
you'll be able to use your PSVR. Uh, I'm hoping I keep hearing conversations about a new version of PSVR. I gave my headset away uh, to someone um, from the community because they, they really wanted one. And I was like, yo, I have one. I'm not using it. I'll send it to you. Um, and now I'm kind of waiting to see if the new version is going to come out with the PS5 because I want to play Beat Saber in the house uh, and don't feel like connecting my other headset to it. Um, so I'm trying to figure out like what's the best ways to uh, get some uh, VR goodness in my in my PS uh, VR life, but I don't have another headset for it. Uh, so I'm sad about that, but um, I need to figure out a good way to be able to get that stuff together. Uh, so I'm excited about that being a thing. I think there's got to be a new version of the headset. It just has to. It just makes more sense with the uh, bump in fidelity that you're going to have coming out of a PS5 uh, that'll be 8K compatible, stuff like that. Um, and the only other thing that's, that's really kind of, um, really interesting about that is kind of, you know, the conversations they've had about SSD tech and, and making things faster and making things, uh, quicker in that way. Um, I think it's really smart to be pushing forward in terms of how they want, uh, that, uh, that tech to work, uh, for the data that we're already kind of seeing. We've had huge conversations about data and huge games that have come out of the woodwork call of duty being like 175 gigabytes uh and a download uh i feel like with those huge amounts of data that we're going to be pushing back and forth you need as fast of a drive as you possibly can to be able to have um a good experience on those platforms with those things so it'll be really cool to see how those things wind up um and i'm excited to see where they're going to land like i feel like you know, if they are able to, if they're able to make that come in at a good price point, um, we may see a really interesting battle coming in 2020 with Scarlet already being announced as coming out during that, during probably that same time frame. Um, so it'll be, you know, I'm not going to dig into the console war conversation because that's stupid, but it will be really interesting to see how they both position themselves against each other. And how, you know, who comes out first, you know, who drops theirs first, you know, who's going to show it first. You know, we have a lot of cool stuff to be able to see in the next couple of months and, uh, you know, almost a year from now, uh, what's going to happen. E3 is going to be madness when it comes to next year, uh, you know, going to be a lot of stuff going to get shown. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. And uh, I'm hoping that all of you are too. You got to let me know you know, you know, shoot us messages at, you know, at Swanami on Twitter uh, and let us know, you know, shoot them at me at Kajakins uh, on Twitter to let me know, you know, your thoughts about that stuff. Cause I feel like those are going to be parts of the conversation that were, will pop up a lot in the next couple of weeks and months. So it's going to be cool. I'm really hyped for it. Uh, I'm really excited to see what's going to be coming next. And, you know, the more information that drops, the more hype that's going to wind up being built. So, Right now, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to go grab some water, go to the bathroom, uh, but listen to some dope, listen to some dope tunes. Uh, and we'll be right back after this.
Hi, this is Simply Andrea, voice actress and gamer, and you are listening to the Spawn on Me podcast. We are back. We are back. We are back. Shout out to everybody here in Twitch land. Shout out to everybody in Chicago. Shout out to everybody in podcast land and in X-Ray land. This is episode 309 of the Spawn on Me podcast. Again, I'm your host, Kali Adams. If you missed the first part of the show, you messed up. You should have did that. That was the thing you should have did. You should have listened to it. You should have came here and watched it and all that good stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Key. Shout out to everybody else in the chat. Um, really quick, uh, we have two more stories for the rest of the show this week. Um, one of the things that has been really, really dope, and it just happened as of today, as of the recording date that we're dropping right now, which is Sunday. Um, if you have not been paying attention to what happened today in the biggest game on the planet, which is Fortnite, you really need to have paid attention to what's happening. So Fortnite has gone through um, another huge change. If you're not paying attention to it, your kids are for sure. Uh, but we went through another big change. It went from season 10 to now ending the whole thing, which has been pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, to have witnessed in real time, like the real time events that they do, if you've not seen them, they will change the whole dynamic of the space. They will change parts of the map. They'll do big monster battles that look like, you know, Godzilla styled stuff. Um, our friend over at uh, Nomad, our, one of my favorite streamers, Nomad, uh, witnessed it and was watching it live while it happened. Um, and it was pretty fantastic. Like it was one of those things where getting to see all the work that happens from Epic studios and from Epic games, when it comes to building these wonderful worlds, I, I just don't know how they get all this stuff done. Like, sure. They have like massive teams and they have crazy amounts of resources and things like that. But I really kind of just wonder sometimes like what it looks like from their perspective in terms of being able to build out, you know, what these huge events look like. So they basically crashed all of their services. They crashed Twitch. They crashed Mixer. They crashed YouTube in some spaces. They had like 6 million people viewing it across all the, all the, all the channels, all the um, streaming services. Uh, they had like a ridiculous amount of people on Periscope watching it. And they basically like nuked the whole map and then left this one black hole. That's kind of just the space that, you know, that's left in terms of the whole world. It is one of the dopest things I've seen in a long time. Um, I was kind of tweeting earlier today. I was like, I want them to do like that camera that they have that happens when you go to like mission control. Uh, like it's like, you know, like NASA when they have stuff, when they like show the missile missiles launching and, and, and just have the a camera inside the offices uh, that kind of showcase what's happening um, in those spaces. Cause I want to see what the, me the media and marketing folks are doing um, when those things go down live. Like I want to see them just freaking out and, and high-fiving each other because they got something that looked really f fantastic um, and got that out into the world. It's just super cool, man. Like as much crap as people give Fortnite and give Epic for doing what they do. It's just like, I, like it's just so much fun. It's so cool to be able to see like all those things happen uh, 
um, and give you this feeling of wonder that you don't really get all the time when you make games like this, like uh, being able to see those things and have your like, were you there moment? Like, where were you when it happened to moments, even though, you know, again, like all those things get streamed out and all those things get put into YouTube videos and, and all those things kind of happen. Um, it's just really special to be able to see Epic kind of make these huge transitions to their world um, and then see what comes out of it next, right? Like it's such a fun um, moment in time and moment in gaming. I love that stuff. It's like really, really cool. Um, I want to figure out what happens to uh, the new map. So they've gone dark. They basically shut down their servers. Uh, I don't know when they're going to go live again. The internet is ablaze. There are, there's like literally nobody not talking about it right now uh, on social media. They've done like really cool things, like a uh, little behind the scenes story. So like at TwitchCon, I had the art ready for the new Spawn on Me stuff. And if you know, like we're in every space, right? We have a Facebook page, we have our website, we have like all the things that are like all over the place. Um, and it's like super cool to be able to see you know, a big company, like as soon as the thing goes live, like throw it up everywhere. Right. And it's like, I'm sure they had everybody with their phones ready with like new art and everything ready. Like they blacked out their social media channels. They had like this dope nine, nine grid on their Instagram, which just had like a video of the, the spinning, um, spinning a black hole in the middle. Like it takes so much coordination to do all that stuff. It made me think about me trying to like go to bed after the first night on Friday of TwitchCon, like take my laptop. I didn't go to any parties. I was like literally up changing all the art on everything that we have to reflect the new art. Cause I was going to rock a shirt the next day. Um, so it's like as a person who's learning how to market something as a business, it is really cool to see someone do it well and then do it in a space that is, you know, something that they own. Um, so I'm really excited to see what's happening. Um, shout out to again to one of my to a couple of my favorite streamers, Nomad from uh, Gaming Illuminati. Um, I watched it live via Sancho West's uh, channel. Make sure you're checking out Sancho West because Sancho West is fantastic. Um, and you know, I I really love again seeing Epic push forward these really fun, um, fun events. Like they're just so much. They're so cool to be able to see everybody like have this zeitgeist and then all jump in at the same time. Um, I, I'm really just happy to be a part of some of those things. Um, we had a really cool uh, message in the chat. Uh, Roddy Cat says, I'm really curious as to what they plan to do when things really end when the time comes, because it doesn't seem like they can do that again. Um, I, the crazy thing about that, Roddy, is I kind of I, like, there's a small part of me, very small part of me that wishes that they did something like that and then fully just transition to something new. I know financially that would never happen because Fortnite is a cash cow in many, many ways. Like it is the thing that is fueling all the things right now that's happening at Epic besides the um, uh, Unreal Engine. It would be one of the biggest like we can do what we want moves. Like it's that Vince McMahon gif, right? Where he's just walking down the street and walking into the arena, just doing whatever he wants. It would be nuts to be able to see Epic do something that brazen to be like, we have made so much money off this thing. We can do whatever we want and we're just going to drop it and just flip it and be done with it. I don't know how long, to be honest, Fortnite has left in it from the way that I think about it. 
it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It just makes too much money and kids have gotten into it. And I feel like it's one of those games now where it's transitional. So it's like, um, it's not a thing that with Minecraft where it was very small children who kind of graduated to being, you know, a little bit older who might've left that game because it's like no longer a thing that they decide to play because, you know, people are, you know, you, you grow out of it. Fortnite seems like a game that you just get better with time the more you play it. So like kids who are 10 playing this thing now will transition to that thing when they're 15, if it's still around, which I can, I can foresee this thing being around for another five years. Will it be around for another 10? I think Epic itself would get tired of it and stop wanting to produce that stuff unless it hits some other level, which I don't even know you can get to at this point because it's so big. Like this is a thing that has spawned, you know, you know, uh, uh, language in its own way. You know what I mean? Like it has its own language and culture in its own way. Sure. There's a lot of parts that has been plucked from other things, of course, but the ideas around it and the way that people talk about stuff has its own vernacular at this point. Like people talk about things in a, in a very different way when you even watch people stream it. Um, so those things are really cool. Uh, it's always dope to be able to see people, um, kind of poo poo on a thing, but then you kind of have to like bow down to it a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like when people kind of crap on Beyonce for whatever reason they want to, cause they haters or whatever, but then they go see a Beyonce concert or they see her performing like shit. <laughs> Damn. Beyonce's good. <laughs> like Fortnite is kind of like that. Fortnite is the Beyonce of video games right now. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. It probably doesn't at all. But anyway, I said it. TM. I'm going I'm to I'm use it anyway. Um, but it's one of those things where uh, I am very, very, very excited to see what happens next. Roddy Cat in the chat is like, hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I'll give myself a whom, a whom on that one. Um, but I'm really excited to see what happens with it next. And I'm really excited to see where the things go from here. Uh it will be really, really fun to be able to experience what the next thing is going to be. Cause like, think about this too. This is just the ending of that map that got this much hype. They could stay quiet for two weeks or a week and still have the amount of hype that's going to come back when this thing goes live again, like whatever that next image is, that's going to be pushed up from Epic side of the fence. That's like even a glimpse of what that new map, we're going to have this same conversation cycle happen again. And whatever the 6 million people were that jumped on there to watch it end, it's going to probably be about the same thing when it comes back. It might even be bigger when it comes back. Cause then you'll have even more things to talk about. I'm telling you like just from a perspective of just like digging into the conversations around PR and, and marketing and all that stuff. These are moments that you look at and you're like, these are cool. Like you don't see stuff like this often. Um, and Epic has continued to be like the go-to spot for the, making their game the one conversation piece for a long period of time. Um, so shout out to all my friends over at Epic. That's really cool. Uh, if you want to buy a battle pass, you can hit it with hit us with the, the supporter code spawn dash on that me. <laughs> That's a plug. Um, so you can do that if you want to support us and support the show. Um, some things we've been playing before we get up out of here. Uh, all the plugs MVP. That's right. That's right. Um, we've been playing a bunch of stuff this week. I uh, got a chance to check out a bunch of different games. Uh, I dug into Goose Game a little bit, which was fun and fantastic. I didn't get a chance to play a lot of it. 
Um, I probably won't be playing a lot of stuff besides one game that I cannot say yet uh, that I will hopefully get access to next week. Uh, so I will probably not be playing a lot of other stuff besides that one thing. Um, and it's a game that you are definitely all excited about. Well, at least definitely all excited about or have heard about um, in a major way. Um, so I'm like trying to rush and get all the gaming in that I can this, this, <laughs> this weekend. Cause I know after that, I'm not going to be able to play a lot of stuff. So, um, let's see, what else could it be? Uh, goose game. I played a bunch of, I've been playing a crap ton of destiny. Like I have been grinding super hard on destiny. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty fantastic. Oh, I didn't mean to put his logo on the screen anyway. Anyway, that worked anyway. Um, yeah, I've been playing a crap ton of destiny too. Like I've gotten myself up to like nine thirty-five, So I'm raid ready. Uh, I have been busting my behind trying to figure out all the ways that I can get as much armor and as much gear together. But right now I need like a raid crew because right now my raid team and my, my, uh, my clan is full of crap. And they've run all run everything already, and I have no way to get in there uh, and go play it. So uh, I need people who I can run the raid with in a real way. Uh, so I'm excited about that uh, when I get a chance to do it. Shadowkeep is one of the best versions of DLC that Bungie has put out in a long time. Like I'm not even gonna front. I was out of the game for a minute. It is definitely one of those like, and they brought me back in kind of moments. Um, seeing everybody else get excited for it and seeing everybody else play it. I definitely feel like I've been just like running around and trying to figure out ways that I can like be a part of the conversation and try to figure out ways that I can play more and digging into conversations about like how to, le how to level up as fast as possible. Um, so that has been like legitimately a great time. I have found so many good uh, sessions of playing and like I dug back into crucible in a way that I hadn't expected to. Uh, did not think that I would be doing that. And that's been, that's been pretty cool. Um, I'm just excited for the possibility of, uh, of jumping back in with people who want to play and do the raid and everything else. Um, I just don't have people yet that I can do that stuff with. Uh, I'm going to, going to talk to Paris Lily from Gamertag radio again about like, you know, maybe getting a run in with him, even though he constantly raised and doesn't tell nobody, but whatever. Uh, also, we're going to have a rib off at some point if he stops ducking me, uh, talking all this crap about my oven ribs as opposed to his uh, grill ribs anyway. Uh, but it it is like so far their best piece of content that they put out, and it absolutely has gotten me excited for the new stuff that they're going to have coming down the pipe. Like usually when it comes to bungee stuff, I'm just like, oh, I'm all right. I'm OK. Like I've done whatever I've been able to do. I've gotten to whatever light level I'm going to get to. I don't know what else is left here for me to do. And I'm kind of stuck there now. Cause like once you've done your thing for the week, if you're not rolling multiple characters, you're kind of done. Like you don't have stuff to do besides playing crucible, which again, like I love multiplayer, but destiny's multiplayer has never been the thing for me. Like I would much rather play a call of duty game or a battlefield game or the next game I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, but it's been fun to be able to dig into it again and, and have all these old friends come back. Uh, and play some stuff. I've been playing with uh, Rami Ismail a, a bunch 
you know, of Lambeer and of all the other dope games that he makes. And and Rami is just a fun cat. Like <laughs> Rami's just like super fun to play with. He's snarky as hell. Um, which is the th- a thing I did not expect. Um but it's been fun to like run stuff with him and like, you know, shout out to his Telesto Catalyst who who which which he has not gotten yet. I think it's been like seventeen years since he's gotten that uh he's gotten that catalyst and he has not gotten it yet doing all the runs. Um but that being said, uh I'm already kind of waiting for the new thing and I don't know how to feel about that. Uh I'm not rolling multiple characters. I don't have time for that. Like if I do, I'm rolling if I if I do, I'd be rolling another character that's the same one that I already have. Um but I just don't have time to do that and run those missions over again. And if you're not running the raid, you're kind of stuck. Like you don't have a lot of stuff to do. So um, really excited about the armor 2.0 stuff. I'm finally getting my head around that and learning about that in a real way. Uh, finally got a couple of exotics that to finally drop. And that's been cool. Um, learning about the new meta has been fun too. Uh, so it's been small things here and there, uh, that have helped me to, to kind of get back into the groove as a hunter, uh, because warlocks are terrible and cheaters. Uh, I just saw that in the chat and had to remark, uh, make, make a remark towards that. Oh, uh, but <laughs> uh, it has been fun to to dig into to the space again. So I've been I've been loving that thing. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. The game that I am really excited. Oh, actually, before I get to that game, I have to talk about one other thing. Uh, been playing Ghost Recon. New uh, Ghost Recon um, is a interesting and weird bag. Uh, I am not a fan of games where they drop you into the world and just let you run free. Like I like open world games, but I like open world games with structure. Um, Breakpoint is is good in that way where you have basically like a mission tree. Um, graphically, it looks gorgeous. Um, the The dialogue is a little bit too overly overly um, serious, uh, and I know they're kind of going through the process of building out this world and making these um, enemies feel more human. John Bernthal, you know, is the main protagonist. Oh, I'm sorry, main antagonist. Um, and fighting against him, I'm sure, is going to be an interesting fight uh, because of the way that he's just a, a fantastic actor and brings really good things to the table. Um, but like when you drop me into the space and just start, I don't know what to do with that. Like, I don't know where to go. I kind of know how to start the process. I just don't really know how it's supposed to play out. Um, and since that's the way that that is, it leaves me in a space where I feel kind of like I have analysis paralysis. I don't know what I'm supposed to do next besides look for small missions to kind of level myself up so I can get to the pro get to the next thing that's going to be happening. Um, I will say that it's a beautiful game. The gunplay, which is the main thing that you care about, uh, feels very, very good. It like makes me really want, um, another proper ghost recon game. I don't like sticky cover. Um, or I, I should say, I don't like faux sticky cover. Um, and that game has that, which I don't like. Um, and what I mean by that is usually when you get up against cover, there's a button prompt or something that makes you like physically stick to it, right? You like hit it and you're like, I'm on it. I can turn the corners if I need to, I can like mantle over stuff. I can like get around things. It doesn't really have that. So like you get up against the thing and you like try to turn a corner, you kind of feel like you're out of position. You kind of feel like you're in cover and it doesn't really show you if you're in cover well. 
Um, like there's no markers, there's no stuff that's like, you know, you're in shadow, any of those things, any of the things that we've learned over the past couple of years as like uh, markers of UI that will show you that the thing is happening. It doesn't do that well. Um, so people will just run up on you and blast you in the face and you were like, oh, well, I just died because I just died. Like, okay, like, I don't know what to do about that because I thought I was in cover and I thought they didn't see me. Um, so I'm hoping that there's, you know, it's a part of the, the gameplay mechanic that's kind of innate to it. I don't know if they're going to fix that. Um, or if they're going to continue to go with that, I, it's not going to be a thing I'm going to play a lot of. Um, and I'm praying, I'm hoping I'm putting up burning incense and sage. Don't, don't put that in watchdogs to um, watchdogs legion, please, please don't make, make that not the thing in there. Cause I don't want that to be the thing. I'm really excited about watchdogs legion. And if that thing has that kind of cover in it, it's going to ruin that experience for me in a lot of ways. Um, the other game that I've been playing besides apex. Uh, which I've been getting some wins in shout out to the, the squad uh, who I play with um, the other game that I'm really excited about and want to play some more of with other people, especially folks here on the stream is killer queen black uh, killer, killer queen black is one of the best games on the planet. Like I remember playing killer queen some years ago at Indiecade. Uh, they had a big four person cabinet. Um, and the four person cabinet is great because it adds this layer of as this layer of what's the best way to play it, put it, um, where you get to then become a part of a team in ways that you, you aren't used to anymore. Like the, the cool things about it is that when you play it, you're constantly thinking about and talking to your other teammates. Like you're playing and talking to those people in good ways all the time. Like you're talking about strategy. You're talking about, you know, how you want to play the game. You're talking about, you know, what's the best ways to affect the, the world. You're talking about best ways to kind of tackle the other, other team. All those things make a huge difference in the way that you play that game. And it's all about teamwork. If there was another esport that I would hope to to see grow, it would be Killer Queen Black. Like having again that interaction with people in real time, you can't really replicate some of that stuff offline. I mean online. And I think they're doing an okay job of doing it in in some ways. Um but right now it is a game that I was like, yo, I need to play more of this, especially having played the first version of it. So to break down what Killer Queen Black is, it's um it's kind of like soccer. It's kind of like, uh, gosh, what else? Uh, like joust. It's kind of like a couple of different games you kind of know and love all mashed up into one while also being really cute and whimsical. So like you have three ways that you can win. You have, uh, a military win. So you have your queen and then you have, uh, which is the most mobile, uh, one on the, in the game, a character in the game, you then have warriors and blockers who are there to both collect and to also defend the queen. Um, so you can win militarily by killing the queen three times. Uh, you can also win in an economy way, which is you have these little sections of the map that have these holes in it. And there's these berries around the map. So you take the berries, you get your character, you take a berry, you plug it into a hole, 
And if you plug up all the holes before the other team does, or the other team wins in any of the other ways, you have then won on the economy version of, of that win, right? So you're able to fill up all your holes before the other team fills up all their holes. Um, the other version of winning is there's this snail on the middle of the map. And this is a cool version of it because it's like a uh, tug of war. Uh, so the tug of war aspect is the snail is constantly on the map. Your characters can jump on it and ride it towards their goal. And if they make it to their goal, then you get a win uh, for that particular part of the map. Um, the cool thing about it is if you're trying to stop that snail from getting to that part of the map, um, you can either sacrifice yourself and let the snail eat your character, which puts the character in a dead stop. Um, and then you can either uh, kill the people who are riding the snail off the snail and then take the snail back. Um, and that's a snail win. So you'll have two goals on the, on the opposite sides of the map and it takes some time to get there. Cause again, it's a snail and it's slow. Um, I've seen people play, I was at Bumble bash, which is, um, basically like the esport version of this, like a competition. Uh, they had one here in Portland. I was on a team with grand Pooh bear and some other folks, uh, shout out to grand Pooh bear. Um, and it was some of the most fun that I've had in a very long time. It just takes a lot of uh, coordination. It takes a lot of teamwork and it takes a lot of people kind of understanding the base mechanics of the game to get really good at it. But it is one of the most fun, 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 fun experiences you can have playing a local co-op game, local competitive game that I've been able to have. I already copped it on Switch. Uh, I got a review code on Switch. I just bought it on P uh, PC as well uh, so I can play it on stream. And, and I'm looking for people to play with. Like, if you want to dig into that game and learn it and try to be good at it and, and have fun, like, I'm so down to be able to play that thing with people because it is, again, like, so, so cool. It is one of those things that, you know, once you get your hands dirty and you learn the mechanics and how everything works, it just becomes this free for all where people are just like yelling and screaming and everyone's having so much fun. And it is a blast to be able to play. So shout out to the folks uh, over, uh, over there who are making killer queen. I, again, it is one of my games of the, of, of the month. Um, I'm sure it will probably be in game of the year contention because it is so good. Uh, I'm hoping that it gets into to game of the year contention because it is so good. Um, but again, it is a game that is, Fun to fun to pick up and play, but it also has these deep layers of of of, of strategy that you're able to kind of employ uh, to be able to make sure that you can play really well. Like I, again, I played some people who were like masters of this thing, and I was like, I don't know how you're doing what you're doing, but it's dope, and I want to learn, and I don't understand how you did it, but you like wrecked my face, and I just am excited at the fact that I learned how to play that thing um, in the way that they did. Um, so, yeah. It's it's there's a lot of stuff out there to play right now. Uh so many games. Oh my goodness, it is unreasonable how much stuff there is to play. Like if you're talking about I don't have things to play, I don't know what you're talking about right now. There are just so many games out there in the world. Um there's so many fun things. I went back to Borderlands 3 for a hot second, again playing Apex and Mortal Kombat. Uh Terminator is really good. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to play Terminator and you're into the fighting game scene, Terminator is very good. His his VO lines are terrible, but his um the way he plays is really fantastic. Um, so yeah, like there are lots of different things to drop. 
and there's a lot of stuff to get out there and play. So um, everybody at home, if you're listening to the show in podcast form, you know, please let us know some of the stuff that you're playing. Hit us up on social media, uh, hit us up on the internet and let us know what you're doing. Again, I'll be blasting out uh, when we put up um, our newsletter. So you can check that out and subscribe to it if you'd like. Uh, we're going to have Taylor um, who's going to be coming through uh, this week, actually. And let me double check a thing and make sure that I'm not messing that up. Uh, so it's Taylor from Marketing for Creators, which, again, you see me interact with uh, on Twitter. Fantastic stuff. So if you're really trying to figure out good ways to market what you're doing uh, this week, uh, Thursday, 7 p.m. PST, is the time to come by and check out stuff because you will have many, many tidbits for you all to be able to check out and listen to uh, and to put into your toolbox. Um, again, we're going to be revamping the stream soon. Uh, once I get all the art back and get a couple of things together, uh, we'll have a very fresh look uh, to our streams uh, and some different changes to the way that we do a couple of things. Um, so yeah, like again, thank you everybody in Chicago for coming and hanging out this week. Uh, thank you again for listening last week and checking out our show as much as you have and have been passing uh, good words along uh, for myself uh, and, and, and for the show. So it's been very, very cool to be able to see all those things kind of come out and, and, and be super dope. So, you know, if you are hanging out after the stream, uh, make sure that you chill and hang out for a little bit. I'm thinking about playing some games on stream. Uh, if you're in podcast land, um, again, thank you so much for listening uh, and come back every week. Uh, and for everybody else, we say peace. The Spawn on Me podcast can be found every Tuesday on all podcast platforms and Portland radio at xray.fm at 107.1 slash 91.1. You can find us live every Thursday on twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. If you want to reach out to us on the show, you can hit us up on our site, spawnonme.com, where you can find all our social media information about our Twitter, Instagram, and everything else alongside our contact page if you want to reach out and shoot us a message or a business inquiry. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for listening every week. And we say peace.